Welcome once again to the Bible in the News. This is Paul Billington with this week's edition. Associated Press and the Jerusalem Post report that Israeli troops, backed up by tanks and helicopter gunships, mounted a military operation in northern Gaza on Wednesday. Analysts were reported as saying that Hamas had learned a great deal from the war in Lebanon and were trying to emulate Hezbollah's tactics. They had also acquired advanced Russian-made weaponry, including anti-tank missiles which could, according to Harari, break the strategic balance in the region. Also on Wednesday, the White House Press Secretary, Tony Snow, said that there was serious concern that Syria, Iran and Hezbollah may attempt to topple the Lebanese government, while yet another report ran the headline, UN admits Syrian arming Hezbollah. Unifil takes nights off. That was the Israel National News. In an editorial piece in the Jerusalem Post on Tuesday of this week, Caroline Glick described Israel's encirclement by enemies, among which she numbers Iran, French-commanded Unifil troops who are protecting Hezbollah in South Lebanon, Germany, whose helicopters have been provocatively entering Israeli airspace, Egypt, who deployed 5,000 troops along its Sinai border, and all of this happening completely beyond Israel's control. It seems that the Olmert government of Israel has squandered both its political and military capital. For those of us who view these things through the light of Bible prophecy, two major results seem to flow out of this situation. First, the idea of another unilateral withdrawal by Israel, this time from the West Bank, has become virtually impossible. The government has said so, and there would have to be a major shift in policy on the Palestinian side before that could change. Jewish settlers will remain upon the mountains of Israel, the West Bank, just as prophecy requires. For example, Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 13 to 14. It's interesting to note that a large number of Arab Palestinians have recently moved out of the so-called West Bank. Some 10,000 are said to have left the area, according to the Jerusalem Post. The other major result, which particularly affects Israel's north, is the presence there now of the so-called Unifil forces. Caroline Glick has called these hostile forces. She writes that these are, and I quote, hostile Europeans guarding genocidal Iranian proxies in the north. These European nations are latter-day representatives of Ezekiel's Magog and Gomer. Russia is destined to gain control of those areas, which she is now doing through energy supply, as we commented last week. That the German navy is now controlling the Lebanon coast, while French troops operate in the southern Lebanon area, establishes a foothold in the region which seems to foreshadow the events predicted in Ezekiel's 38th chapter. Just look at the picture. Iran declares that it intends to wipe out Israel. Russia is supporting Iran's attempt to develop a nuclear capability. France and Germany, with other European powers too, are seen as being hostile towards Israel. The age-old European anti-Semitism 
now manifest in anti-Zionism, is today working in sympathy with Islamic hostility to Israel. The writing is on the wall. In 1849, John Thomas wrote his book entitled Elpis Israel. In that book, he wrote of these things, identifying by paraphrase the powers referred to in Ezekiel 38. His words were, I quote, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, the emperor of Germany, Hungary, etc., and autocrat of Russia, Moscovoy, and Tobolsk, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, autocrat of Russia, Moscovoy, and Tobolskoy, and I will turn thee about, and put a bit into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth from the north parts, and all thine army, horses and horsemen, all of them accoutred with all sorts of armour, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords, among whom shall be Persians, Ethiopians, and Libyans, all of them with shield and helmet, French and Italians, etc. He continues, From these premises, then, I think there cannot be the shadow of a doubt that the autocrat of Russia, when he shall have attained to the plenitude of his power and dominion, is the subject of the prophecy contained in the 38th and 39th of Ezekiel. This personage at present, he means in 1849, is only autocrat of all the Russias, that is, of Ross, Mosk, and Tobol, while the Emperor of Austria holds the position of the Gog and Magog. But, as we have seen elsewhere, the Austrian and German Empire is doomed to extinction by fire and sword, and I might comment there, that that's a collapse that ensued following two world wars. So that when this is broken up, the Gogship will be assumed by the autocrat or prince of Ross, Mosk, and Tobble. He goes on to say, Having proved, as I think, that the phrase Gog of the land of Magog signifies Emperor of Germany, and that the particular emperor referred to will also be the prince of Ross, Mosk, and Tobble, that is, that at some time hereafter, and that not far off, a Tsar, or leader, of Russia will be both Emperor of Germany and Autocrat of all the Russias. It's the accuracy of Bible prophecy that enabled John Thomas to describe the alliance of nations that we see developing today, and in the above terms, over 150 years ago. As we see these nations developing their alliances and beginning to converge upon the Middle East, adopting a hostile attitude to Israel, we must surely see that time is short. These are the signs which herald the coming of Israel's Messiah, the Redeemer of the nation and the conqueror of the world. There's an invitation in the, scriptures for, in the Scriptures for us not only to believe these things, but to act on them to learn about the things concerning the kingdom of God which is to be established. This good news, or gospel, of the kingdom is the basis of our future hope. It is the hope of Israel that we are invited to share through Jesus Christ. May we see the reality of its approach as events move forward to that time when Christ with his saints will gain the victory over the nations. God willing, we will look at the Bible in the news again next week.